Hi guys and welcome back to your Pretty For A podcast. I'm your host Aman. I'm Saba. And I'm Salma. Um, thank you for listening to our first episode for season two. Really excited to be back. And actually, by the name, Hollywood. I think it's like in true YP4P spirit that we're getting into like the juicy topics, the good titles and all of that jazz. Um, so today we are talking about Hollywood, the perils of Hollywood. And actually, I think growing up, I thought that Hollywood was this amazing, magical fairyland. And it's definitely not. Like, I don't know about you lot, but growing up, I just thought that Hollywood was this fairyland, amazing place. And I remember the first time I went to L.A., I landed, I cried because I was like, oh my God, I'm in Hollywood. I'm in LA. I'm, in LA. I'm like the city where all of the stars are. And it's just, it's not that. Like, it's just. I, it's, yeah. And the more, and the more I think that we grow up and we realize what everything is and just the different situations and the amount of bullshit that goes on in Hollywood, we actually clock on, nah, you know what? This is not all glitz, it's not all glam. Um, and for reference, if anyone hasn't listened to our episode debunking Disney, please yeah. just just pause right now. <laughs> I think go that was listen. our second one, right? I think it was second. One. No, I think it was the I third. It was, third. It was after Insecurogram. Yeah, it was so good. So I would say pause this right now. Go listen to debunking Disney and then come back to this because yeah. not that I'm gonna reference it or not that any of us are gonna reference it, but it kind of, it, it will set the tone of how we feel about Disney characters and potentially how we feel about Hollywood. So I think to, to both of you, mm. what was your preconceptions of Hollywood when you were younger in comparison to now? And how has it changed? Has it changed in terms of feminism? Has it changed in terms of diversity? Has it changed in terms of Illuminati? By the way, we are going to go a little oh, bit no. into conspiracy it's not theories. Even, it's not Illuminati. It's really not. No, no. Do you know what? It's so funny because I think it's important to know I'm like... I eye roll at all conspiracy theories. I'm like very and much And I grab like, my popcorn I'm when like, two of you talk come about... Come on, enough. And Amman yeah. is a big conspiracy theorist. I am, theorist. I am. And so we bump heads a lot and Salma's just kind of eating popcorn. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> By the way, please, just a disclaimer, this does not remove any of my intelligence. Just just for anyone who is listening and is thinking, oh, all people who are conspiracy theorists are just not intelligent. They just don't read. They just believe everything. There is truth! To some Look, madness. Hollywood aren't lizard people. Can yeah. we just make that <laughs> yeah, really are. clear? They are, they are. Um, they there's, are. A, there's a theory that I, they're lizards. Yeah, apparently they're all lizard people. That, that's well, they're what? just wearing human costumes. Aman, you tell us. <laughs> I mean, I have had that theory. I don't believe it mm. um, in the lizards, but I do believe that they... Uh, I'll go into it later. <laughs> okay, so I guess my kind of... Uh, preconceptions of Hollywood when I was younger um, yeah I was just obsessed with it I loved like movies growing up I watched like everything my family are all big movie buffs mm. we watch movies every Friday night Aww. that is so, really cute I love that <laughs> so like it is like something very very like Disney was a massive thing mm. um, but I don't um, I, I don't think I've ever it's always just been very like a fantasy thing for me like mm. I wouldn't I think if I went to LA, I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't know how I would. I think, of... yeah, we'd just cry and laugh and be happy, but be sad, but be angry, just all at the same time. Yeah, I just think, to be honest, with everything that's going on now, as you grow up, it like mm. everything comes to view. Like, you see yeah. all the bullshit that's behind Hollywood with like Me Too movement mm. and um, like all these new things coming out like army hammer being a cannibal all this mm. kind of stuff like it really puts me off mm. especially now that i see how like sexualized women are how we're all like mm. for the male gaze in hollywood all of that kind of stuff so um even diversity the way it's used it's not it's not i don't really like it mm. but it doesn't stop me from watching movies it doesn't like put me off completely but it's just made me aware very very hyper aware of what's out there and mm. it's like when I watch a film now or if I watch something now I do like deep research into it afterwards mm. and it it kind of takes away from it um the magic of it I guess but it's just yeah I guess we're all more critical of it yeah Salma 
I think it's the same for me. Also, really, really big movie fans. Same with my family. We're always watching movies together, always recommending movies. Also, I have a big thing with like recommendations. Like, if I recommend <laughs> food or movies, that's with my whole heart. Like, yeah, I'm never our, giving you. In our group chat, yep, truth yep, be told, it's, it's me, yeah. any recommendations? Any yeah, recommendations? Yeah. She gives us book recommendations, yep. film recommendations. Yep. She oh, is that and person. I never want to give a bad one. So, yeah. I'm very yeah. critical when it comes to it. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to ruin my reputation. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it a few times. You're like, yeah, yes. I'm like, yeah, it's a good one. I'm yeah. happy to. I'm not gonna lie, and my sister will back me up on this. I am the one person, and every single other person, after included, I am the one person who always will pick a film, and it's always a zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I, am I, I can that go <laughs> I am that I person. I have a talent it. for finding really bad I'll films. just air you whenever you recommend me something. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes. And just never watch yeah. it. But yeah, similar to that. So super, super big movie fan. Um, but not just LA. Like, I'm not just a fan of Hollywood, but New York because of the marketing Same. of all the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go, I'm like, oh my God, it's a rat on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's going to yeah. be like so exciting because everything is so majestic in their movies. Mm. So I feel like similar to you man like thinking about LA but then hearing the stories of like I think it's called Skid Row mm. and then my friends who have been there they're like yeah by the way it's like a tale of two cities because one oh, side's yeah. mega rich and one yeah. side is so poor and you're like oh okay so it's not all Hollywood no. yeah. glitz and glam and then the same thing now watching movies as an older person like I watched Seven recently and it's got Kevin Spacey I'm like oh what a great actor I'm just remembering all of his allegations I'm yeah, like oh it's god so it's like tainted the whole film mm-hmm. and now you watch or you hear like you know Harvey Weinstein's the, the producer or whatever of this movie and you're like oh god can't believe it looks wonderful and you know the red carpet and the interviews I love a good interview I do but then you're just mm-hmm. like it's all a facade and mm-hmm. you're just like what am I what am I aiming for what is this facade that I'm now contributing to mm. exactly and you i mean i don't want to just air you air you out speak my truth baby but you wanted to be an actress i did i i do still have still? i still have that do you know it's like a little kid's dream it's like little Salma really wants to be an actress mm. just for the experience i love an accent i love you know when I watch a movie, like, I'm not just watching the movie, like, I'm seeing the cinematography, the acting no, choices, exactly. the direction, the how why they decided to shoot in that way. So, like, I'm very into the movie aspect, like, not just watching it as a viewer. Yeah. Probably blaming my media GCSE for that. But, um, <laughs> so, that is what I love. And being part of that was always a dream of mine. Mm. But then, seeing what's happened with all the actresses recently mm. and the Me Too movement, it's kind of just... Does it put you off? Yeah, completely. And especially when it comes to, I mean, maybe we can talk about this later, but like the 2000 uh, actresses, I'm talking like Lindsay Lohan, Megan Fox, Amanda Bynes, they all were just like ruined, Mm. ruined completely. They got typecast, meaning Mm. like, oh, you are sexy girl and you are good girl and you are, you know, um, quirky girl. And they could never, you know, change out of that. And then with all the directors who all need you know, a punch in the face, mm. um, they just got ruined. Yeah. And that just puts me up because I'm like, I don't want to be in a place where I can't control anything to that extent. No, exactly. Mm. So it's just, and every time I, I see an actress I adore and then she's like, yeah, don't be an actress. I'm just like, what do you mean? You're doing such a great job. I'm like, no, don't. I would never let my daughter do this. Wow. And I'm like, that's that says something. It's, yeah. um, I guess, so there's a few points that I kind of want to cover today. And I guess you covered um, some really, really good points. And... Just speaking, what I was going to ask you guys afterwards was, would you let your children, particularly young girls, Mm. watch films in the way that we did and fantasize about them? And when I say that, I, I, I kind of, I chose my words carefully there because... Same as same as you both, you know, we grew up on films and um, the theatre as well. So my we mum's... We went to performing arts school. We, yeah, yeah, me and Sabah went to performing oh, arts so school. Yeah. Um, so we done drama, dance and music. And yeah, I mean, in my household as well, we come from a very musical, theatrical household. So yeah. my mum studied a musical theatre and then my mum made it, you know, uh, a conscientious choice that growing up we would go to the theatre as often as we can. So I've seen everything in the West End fell in love with it, love film, um, love music, love it all. My sister as well, she done a lot of cinematography and a lot of film and studying and she's really, really into it. So it's in my household. Yeah. Growing up, 
I fantasized about it, like up to the point where I would think about Hollywood and cry because that is just all I wanted to, even now to this day, anyone who knows me, I want to go to live in LA. Like that was going to happen as well pre-COVID, but obviously COVID came and yada, yada, yada. But I would still want to just because that's me deep down inside wanting to fulfill that childhood fantasy that Mm -hmm. I've had. Even though I've been to LA time and time again and i've seen that it's as you said it's not all glory there's skid row just as like any other city yeah Mm -hmm. it's like london but just american version so but i still had that fantasy but would like but but would you let your children let would you let them live that fantasy in the same way that our parents did and i guess why i was a bit annoyed not annoyed at my mum because obviously she just she just loved yeah she just shared with you her passion yeah and she shared that passion with me but she didn't tell me about all the and I'm not saying that she would have needed to tell me about all of the perils of Hollywood but maybe rein it in a little bit I think would you rein it in I think um, I wouldn't I think I would like them to like have the same kind of excitement and fantasy of it all but also it's really hard. So, like, now when I watch stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is not aged well, a lot of things. Mm. Especially um, with the, the, the debunking Disney mm. yeah. um, episode, which is why I said if you go back and, then you, you'll know. and you listen to that episode of ours, you'll see the different references and examples that we give. So, exactly. it's, it's psychologically yeah. traumatic for a lot of children watching Pocahontas and yeah, Mulan exactly. and if whatever. And yeah, no, completely. So... I think a lot of stuff, like, yeah, like I said, it hasn't really aged well. So when I watch it now, I'm a bit like, oh, my God, how did I enjoy this as a kid? Mm. But I think I would, it's hard. I would still let my kids watch that stuff. I still Mm. want my kid to watch Pocahontas, if I had a kid, whatever, but Pocahontas and all these movies. But there there does, there has to be some kind of understanding and a teaching moment with it. Mm. Um, And I think we have come a long way in terms of diverse films. Like we had Moana and that was, I think, done really, like executed beautifully. Mm. And again, like Princess and the Frog, like loads of films are like changing that narrative, you Mm. know? Um, I think I'd let my kids watch it and just be like, I can just imagine us watching Pocahontas and say, so this is a colonialist film. Yeah. To let you know. Colonialism (laughs) is. And she's like four, like, okay. And she's like, mum, I'm going to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. um, Can you just let me enjoy (laughs) the film? (laughs) Exactly. So I think it it does take kind of the magic of it out, but... Mm. um, it is necessary. I think education, like educating your kids is so important on these things so that they become like well-rounded individuals and actually like understand these yeah. things. Yeah. But then like, oh, man, I don't even know if I want kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's too stressful for yeah, me. I know. I, uh, yeah. even in a... It's such a big responsibility that you make them a well-rounded individual that they understand these things. And you don't give yeah. them trauma. Yeah, because you're the cause. Exactly. You'll be the exactly. cause. Why did you make me watch that Because even now, I'm like, oh, Aisha, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's true. What about you? I mean, I would love to be an idealist and say, yeah, no, I'm never going to show them any of that. But come on, like, Disney's a monopoly right now. They're yeah. completely in control. They've taken everyone. They've taken Fox. Like, there's not yeah. a single... Even Disney Plus. It's not even just Disney it's anymore. Oh, no, it's a bit of Yeah, the 18 plus <laughs> section now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's like an idealist. I think you're just going to have to let them watch it and just educate them be like oh by the way this is like a misrepresentation or um, I know we mentioned on the episode we're going to keep referencing it but like Aladdin that Mm. was completely done you know that was not a good representation of Arabs no um, because it was just not inclusive of our culture no there was Bollywood dancing and it's exactly Aladdin's supposed to be set in Iraq exactly so So it's it's like it's it's letting them watch it and enjoy it and I I don't think it's a bad thing to let them fan personally I think let them have that kind of dream state because they are in a childhood and everything's mm. perfect and you don't want to give them too much negativity because because that is also trauma. Um, so I think it's good to just keep them in a bubble for a while mm. and then as they're growing up, be like, oh, by the way, just, you know, don't don't get too excited or don't let this dream, you know, take over, for example. Because mm. some people, when it's the only thing they want to do, that's the only, like, you can't change their minds. So yeah. thankfully for us, potentially, well, we don't know, maybe it was our destinies, but we had other things that were meant for us so we didn't 
just solely like tunnel vision into Hollywood and acting or singing or dancing. Mm. So we had other avenues. So <laughs> that was that was my uncles and my cousins. What the dancing? And my dad's like, what? <laughs> which basically in Arabic means, are you gonna go and do dance? Yeah. No. Oh my god. Yes. No. We used yeah. to do it. We used to do everything. Yeah. I- Dance, drama, music. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Iman have wonderful stories from our drama class. Oh, that's wonderful. We had a character for our teacher. Yeah, we did. We did. So Mr. Much. Roberts. Oh. I think there's always... Mr. Roberts, if, you, if you're hearing this, please reach out. We would actually love for you to come on the podcast because... Mr. He... Roberts is not listening to this. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Mr. Roberts is definitely... He's doing his one-man show. If you, in, oh, yeah. West End. yeah. That's so cute. Um, with Mr. Roberts, yeah, he... Do you know what it was? And I think looking back now in hindsight, at the time I hated him. I thought he was very, not hated him, but I just thought he was very theatrical and very this and very this and he's just too real. But actually, he taught us a lot, you know. He taught us about acting. He taught us about the real, the real, 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 real life of acting. Okay. That's what that's, that's what, what Mom's going to go with. I remember one time we had this girl come in, right? I'm not gonna say her yeah, name because no, I do remember yeah. her name. Yeah. Um. And she came in <laughs> and she was like, "What did she say? She had insomnia." Yeah, she hadn't. We been had sleeping. yeah. So we had like a two-hour um session in the morning. Mm-hmm. She said she had insomnia. Okay, fine, fair enough. You had insomnia. He goes, "All right, pet, just go up there and have a snooze." And I she swear, to, and she and the you know what? Lesson. I feel like I feel like Loki. He was trying to be sarcastic. Oh, and she went up there. No, this is the thing. You would never know if he was being sarcastic this, or if he was yeah, being real. Such a good actor. And you don't know, yeah. And you don't know if he was angry or if he was like, like just really excited. It was yeah. really confusing. And he would purse his lips like, mm, yeah, yeah. All right, pets. That's what's real. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you know who he looked like a bit? You know, in Shrek. You know the. Um, You're taking a piss. You know when You're Shrek. You know when Shrek becomes a human. human. <laughs> you look like him if you if you want a visual without hair. <laughs> Not bold. I like number one. And this accent, wonderful. Yeah, he yeah, like right. was, was he Liverpool? It sounds like you're doing Liverpool. Liverpool, I think. One or the other. Oh my God, yeah. wow. Incredible <laughs> oh. stuff. <laughs> Taking me anyway, back. Anyway, <laughs> um, just a gateway into women mm-hmm. and what you were talking on, Salma. So you brought up the example of Lindsay Lohan, but it's yeah. also in the music industry. So obviously Hollywood isn't just exclusive to film but i want to talk a little bit about music um so you've got people like britney spears and demi lovato for example Mm -hmm. so demi lovato um was a disney child star and she was absolutely fantastic um in everything that she'd done absolutely loved her her and selena gomez were like i loved them yeah um and then obviously demi grew um she got a music career and then she just completely you know, I felt so, so sorry for her. I don't know if you guys have seen the interview that she's done recently. Mm. And she had an addiction. Um, she overdosed. She almost passed away. Yeah. Um, and it's similar story with Britney Spears as well. And I feel really, really sorry for these women who come into the limelight, either very, very young, so children, or at least early teens, completely exploited. So Britney Spears done an interview with David Letterman. I don't know if either of you have seen I've it. I've seen the documentary. Well, I've seen clips of the Letterman well, interview. Well, the David David Letterman as a host, before I found out about the Britney stuff, I was quite a big fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched the stuff that he has on Netflix. Most recently, I think it was Kim Kardashian, the interview that he had with her. Um, I think my first ever one that I watched of David Letterman where I was like, okay, no, I really rate this guy. was with Obama. Mm-hmm. And I liked his 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 interview techniques and I thought that he gets really good information and answers and hits the right questions. <clears throat> but I just thought, why do you get a pass? Why is it that you've had this interview with Britney Spears? I don't want to be hit with a copyright infringement. So, <laughs> so I don't want to, I didn't want to play it. But, um, you know, he was asking things about breasts and legs and yeah. things that are completely and inappropriate so young. and she was so she was 17 yeah so young so you know i think that that music plays a massive role into the sexualization of young women i mean you've got people like r kelly that got away with it for so many years mm. and i've got an expert of blurred lines the song by robin thick that was written by oh, that was just messed up well all levels. when it came out 
I was singing it. See, I, I recently found out about the I lyrics. I recently found no, out. I was no, like, no, no, no. I remember when I first listened to it. I didn't think any of, and I was singing it, and my sister stopped me. and She was like, "Have you listened? To, you guys know well, Zena. I'm gonna, yeah, and, uh, yeah." I was like, "Sabah, wait a second. She's like, "Do you know what you're singing? Yeah, Are no, you I had to these words. I had no idea. And also, Pharrell is the one that wrote it. I'm mm. a massive Pharrell fan. Mm. Pharrell, in my eyes, can do no wrong. Mm. No, he can do wrong. He, he can do a wrong. In Israel. So I'm okay. <laughs> He can definitely do wrong. Definitely. I didn't know that. His skin is wonderful. Can I just uh, yeah. sorry, it's very, very bad. And his segment. wife is um beautiful as well. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just gonna read you a little bit of the blurred lines lyrics. So try to domesticate ya, but you're an animal. Baby, it's in your nature. Just let me liberate you. You don't need no takers. Oh, that man is not your maker, and that's why I'ma take a good girl. And this is another episode that we've done, it's on the Madonna Hall complex with um a collaboration with Pull the Plug Podcast which was really great so in terms of good girl bad girl please go listen to madonna hall complex and come back to this um that is a very problematic verse it's very a problematic, problematic song and even emily retajowski i hope i'm saying that right yeah um she's gorgeous she uh she keeps going back and forth on whether or not she regrets doing it so mm. i was like reading like a few articles about it um the other day i was just like remembering it and obviously it's years since that's happened and she her career like really blew up from that video yeah, yeah. and so obviously she doesn't regret her career bl- blowing up but there's an uncensored version of obviously of her just walking topless all three girls completely all three yeah completely topless um just in underwear and at first she was like yeah like i'm being sexually liberated this is me like out there to be fair i i understand that aspect of like you know, you have every single right to like. Not with the lyrics, though. Yeah, exactly. You have every single right to show you like yourself in that way, but not with those lyrics in the background. Mm. It just, mate, it takes feminism back hundreds of years. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm. Um, I yeah, I just don't like anything about that video, the lyrics, everything. It's just really uncomfortable now watching it. That's yeah. something that really hasn't aged well. And what the hell does he domesticate you? Am I a pet? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. What are you talking and let about? Me, let me liberate you like like it's a man I'm fine. liberate Thank a you. woman. Like, like, I'm doing great. You know what I mean? Like, you do not need to liberate me. You do not need to tell yeah. me about you know, whether I can, whether I should be taking my top off to make myself feel sexually confident or not. And mm. as you said, Absolutely. If you want to walk around with your top off, yeah, no, I, love, I love a lot of what Emily Ratajkowski says now mm. and like the things that she stands up for. Mm. It's really great. Mm. But it really does make me uncomfortable that that's how she started. But yeah. again, yeah. Yeah. but do you know that's and what, that's what actually, people remember her for? Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. But you know what's really weird? So again, <laughs> with my movie knowledge, um, with a lot of actresses, mm. their first nude scenes are usually right at the beginning of their career because they're trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Mm. So like, I'm trying to. I think it was Training Day, and I think it was. Hold on, Ryan Gosling's wife. Uh, Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. And I remember watching it going, oh, Denzel Washington, Ed Hawke. And then it was... I've got her name already. Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm fasting. Guys, it's 9 oh my gosh. I'm like it's trying really to get my brain to work. Eva Mendes, I love you if you're listening. I doubt but you are. She's not. But if she is, just gotta let her know. Um, and then I remember there was a scene, I'm like, oh, this is a really, really good movie. And then all of a sudden, in like just a bedroom shot, mm. Denzel's like in a full like jacket and jeans, and then even Mendes just got her boobs out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I've never seen her have a nude scene. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much they paid her. And I couldn't find anything, but apparently it was like not a lot. Same thing with like um, other actresses as well. And turns out, not saying this is for every movie, but a lot of the times when women come to these sets, they're told on that day, by the way, you're doing a sex scene today, or by the way, you're you're Mm -hmm. naked today. Like, it's almost like they have no, and you've already signed contracts. You've already like, you know, you're not trying to ruin things. You know, as women, we love to mediate and we're like, oh, okay. So I'm wondering when it comes to blurred lines, was it all three women were like completely aware that, oh, they're gonna take their tops off? I don't think so. And I actually have a personal experience, not like that, that, but um, I was invited to a video shoot Okay. Now I was told I was gonna be a presenter in the video shoot. Yeah. Right. So it's for a for a UK artists. Um this was I think like two years ago. And then I got to the video shoot now and then they saw me and they were like, Oh yeah, so where's your where's your swimming costume? You're gonna be in the pool? 
I said, uh, excuse me? I said, I said, pardon what? What? Come I, again? I came here with the blazers, sir. I was supposed to be a BBC presenter. <laughs> and then they were like, no, 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 you're going to be in the swimming pool shoot. And I said, you can actually sod off and do one. And yeah. I was so pissed off and so upset. I felt violated because you've looked at me. You said, right, you can be in a swimming pool shot. And no you alternatives. Tell, there's no alternatives. So I didn't get paid because I wasn't obviously in the video shoot, which is fine. I don't care. You don't have to. I'm not, I'm not going to get paid for something I don't want to do. Mm. And then you then like you haven't told me about it before. And you think that as a man, you can tell me as a woman on the day. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to be sexualized mm. in this way because I don't do content like that. And no. that would never be I was fine to do a BBC presenter role. Yeah, that's fine. And but it's fine to be. But, but and no, and, and yeah. yeah, it's fine if you do want to be in the swimming pool, but don't throw it yeah, on yeah. me no, on the day not. and then tell and then they know that it's something that I'm com- that I'm uncomfortable with yeah. and that I would never do. Yeah. Because I'm not a model and I'm I don't do that stuff. So don't try to put me into a video vixen box yeah. when that's not what I am. But they and really I tried could, it. And and that and this is on a very low like this is only the UK scene. Yeah, yeah. So mm. you can imagine what it's like in Hollywood. Of course. Yeah. yeah. They would spring it on them. Yeah. You know, they would see a script, they would see the scene, she would be in the bed. Oh, oh yeah, take off your I top. just remembered that scene in Honey with Jessica Alba. Yeah. That film seen? when the kids, she was supposed to do a video shoot with the kids and then yeah, they bring the, they bring the, they bring the like video vixens and they're like, yeah, we're going to do this instead. And yeah. she gets really angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, remembered this thing. Um, you guys know Marlon Brando, the actor. Mm. Yeah. I used to absolutely love him, right? Yeah. And then recently. You're going to ruin him, aren't you? Yeah. Oh no. And then I found out he'd done a scene where it was a rape scene, I think, or a, a, Actually, don't. Uh, I'm not too sure. It might. Uh, uh, it was either a sex scene or a rape scene, um, an intimate scene, nonetheless. And they didn't tell the actress, and he actually had sex with her without her consent. <gasps> Are you joking? Yeah. I didn't even know that they have. Um... No, no, no. Wait, wait. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't. No, they I, have like. Uh, no, sorry. It was a rape scene, so that he could get her shock, like real <gasps> life shock, in the scene. Hurt him and the director. So you're telling me this actress came to set, not knowing, just thinking, I'm here to act, do my lines. Yeah. And these two men decide, the guy in charge of the movie, the director, director and, and her colleague, have decided to absolutely, like, ruin yeah. her life I and l- give her ruin trauma. her life. Yeah, literally. So I remember... There was like a picture on Instagram of Marlon Brando or something, and I DM'd it. To Wait, my can friends. I just ask what film this is? I don't remember. Okay. I'll, when I remember, I'll put it up on um, okay. the page, but um, I'll actually do a little search in a minute. But yeah, so that happened. Um, I, I had no idea, and I saw a picture of him on Instagram. I DM'd it to my friends, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's such a like dream, but he's so good looking." Blah blah blah. And my friend was like, ill, I like hate him. Like, do you know what happened? And then I'd just done a deep dive search of it. And I was like, this is so incredibly messed up. Wow. And it hasn't at all tainted his reputation. And like, the, I've never the director, heard that. Same. The director never regretted it. They'd done interviews. And he never regret. He never apologised for it. And he never thought, oh. No, because no. he got no. the scene. He got the real reaction. Because the women are just a prop in the scene. They're, they're just to be they're used. just a body. Yeah. yeah. That just that, yeah. that has no life. Yeah. That has no emotion. No repercussions no will happen to her because she doesn't have a yeah. soul. You could just know? sexually exploit her in any way that you want, and that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't it show just like a magnification of like the tiny things in life, like the objectification of women, the locker yeah. room talk, the, yeah. you know, just absolute, as if we're pieces of meat that yeah. need to be domesticated. Yeah. And yeah. It all comes out liberated. Yeah, and then it all kind of blows up and it in pisses, these situations. It pisses me off so much when there are men, right, who say like, oh, inequality is not a problem. Like, I don't see that. Yeah. Women are equal. Oh, well, oh, you're Women a feminist. Are, yeah, it's easy to say that when you're on a pedestal. E- they're equal when you're looking at them, maybe, like, yeah. right in front of you with the way we dress now and the way we act and whatever. Yeah. But, th- come on. Like, We're not. Everything you watch, everything you see. And that Every yeah. advertisement, everything mm. is all, like, uh, with the male yeah. gaze to objectify women. It is so disgusting. I feel so uncomfortable watching things when I know the woman is being completely objectified I actually genuinely feel uncomfortable mm, yeah like I just don't understand what's going on because it's not mm. for you Salma. No, but that's it's what I mean for it's for yeah. the male gaze yeah. and again I have another scene again listen 
people who love the 80s, that's your thing. I think it's a cool time. I mean, the fashion was great, but a lot of your <laughs> politics were not great. Yeah. And there was a movie, I think it's called, oh God, it's it's an, with Eddie Murphy and they swap. So it's like a, a banker, a white man, and then Eddie Murphy and they swap uh, lives. And Jamie Lee Curtis, do you remember, do you know the stadium? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So love her. Yeah, like, same. She is a great actress. And then all of the, this movie's happening, just normal. To the, I understand if there's like an intimate scene and then, you know, there is a chance where someone will be naked. I can kind of, I can, I can get that in a movie. And if they're both like consensual, like not at all that rape scene, like no way. <laughs> of course. But I'm watching this movie. Yeah, interesting. This guy's going through some turmoil because he's confused. They've swapped lives. And randomly he's in his bed and then Jamie Lee Curtis takes off her clothes yeah, like has I her know. boobs on just in the thought and then gets in the bed with him. He's completely clothed in the bed, yeah. but she's now but not wearing. But she's the one that has to take get off. naked, yeah. and her boobs are fully out there. And I'm sitting there like, am I? Am this I isn't real? Right? I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah. And all I'm thinking, <laughs> why are you taking off? And I'm not even blaming her. Yeah. I'm like, what? Did, where in the script did it say? Take, Take off, off your, your top. Yeah. What exactly. what is the purpose besides the male gaze? No, besides and, yeah. keeping the guys intrigued. Yeah. And it's an unrealistic depiction of real life. Like, yeah. That's not gonna happen. And, and it, this it is the problem. This is the problem. Men's, uh, yeah, like reality because, of what's gonna happen. Exactly. So people who might backlash this and say, "Oh yeah, no, but it's just a film." No, men think that that's what they do. Yeah. That's what they can yeah. expect for yeah. women to do. I remember um, when I was on holiday last year. I um, was with my cousin and there were these two um, male friends of hers and we went out with them for dinner. Fine. So we went out with them for dinner and then they both had two different hotel rooms. Fine. So um, oh, one gosh. of the guys, he was like, oh, man, can you just help me take down this water bottle, did whatever. Like there was something else and it was a bit heavy. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come and help you. And then I don't know what he thought, but it was just, that, that was not what was... Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I'll take a seat on the bed. No, no. I'm just dropping this off and I'm and I'm cutting. I'm, I'm bouncing. I'm, I'm out. out. Who are you? And he got really pissed off. Because he thought, thinks he's in a movie. Oh. Because he thinks he's in a movie. Yeah. And these men think that that is normal life. That, that the woman will just literally go objectify herself and just do whatever it is for the male gaze. Mm -hmm. And we're just for them and them only. And we are just bodies that they can take advantage of. No, exactly. And that yeah. is not the case. And yes. to be honest, we have internalised male gaze as well that absolutely. we don't realise. So yeah, we absolutely. will do things subconsciously to please men mm. and make them put them on this pedestal and all of this crap yeah. because we're like because all we see is pleasing men, men. I'm getting passionate <laughs> and in the same way in the same way as well um, I mean as you said we internalise that male mm -hmm. gaze because I don't know about you all but for example I, I don't know what your opinions are on breastfeeding um, and breastfeeding in public for example I, and you, where where no 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 sustenance yeah yeah no no I know I know it's food for a baby yep. but I wouldn't I, if I um, was to have a child, I wouldn't breastfeed in public. But why? Because I, I've internalized that yeah, male yep. gaze. I've internalized the sexualization yep. of women um, breasts and feeding a baby. Yeah. Yep. And it's and it's uh, the thing is when I see a woman breastfeeding in public, I don't feel like oh my god, what you like? Not at all. I'm yep. like, yeah, no, you're feeding your child. But I see men looking. And I'm like, I understand why you're looking because of what we've seen. But it goes back to Madonna Hall complex where yeah. they're seeing this sexualized thing, right? Yeah. Um, paired with a baby, which is not something. Which that, is not, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. like exactly. my brain. And it's like, yeah, yeah. what is happening? Because, yeah. like, this is supposed this to be for sustenance. pleasure. Yeah. And this right. is, yeah. this is just it, for me. Yeah, like, yeah, this is for yeah. me. Why is this baby? Like, yeah. it, it's very confusing for them. And so their brains are just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I find it so Y'all are just... Y'all are just... Y'all. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying, though. I mean, so annoying. I yeah. don't know. I just... The breastfeeding one really makes me sad because the amount of stories that we've spoken about before, but, like, ladies that go to the bathrooms, like, disgusting, like, germ environments having to feed their child there because of, like, restaurants, like, don't feed your child. Yeah, don't here. feed your child. And yeah. it's like, but this is what I'm meant to do. Like, this is it. Why yeah, can't... My child needs My to own eat. body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everyone else's gaze because they can't fathom that I want to feed my child and that my breasts are actually there for that purpose solely. But yeah. that that has come second now. Now sexualization yeah. first yeah. and breastfeeding second. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's the craziest thing. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Well. <laughs> I see um, what's on that card. Yeah. 
say? Your oh, favorite? She, she said going to lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Mind my friend. Uh, uh, before I say going to lizard people, I want to talk just a little bit about um, diversity. Right. The, other, yeah. the other D word. Um, so <laughs> I have a... What's the worst? What's the other one for men? It's 9 a.m., man. <laughs> so I have a fact for you. So only 28.3% of ethnic minorities were in speaking roles compared to 40% of the US population being an ethnic minority. Now, for me, 40% of the US population is very high in comparison to 28.3% of speaking roles being ethnic minority. Mm. The proportions aren't there. Um, the representation isn't there. But most importantly for me, those speaking roles, the percentage of those, what are they in terms of main roles? What are they in terms of objectifying somebody in terms of where they come from? Mm-hmm. You know, putting a black lead in a slavery film, putting an Arab lead in a, in, terrorist, in film. a terrorist film. So... It's probably a lot lower than yeah. that. I couldn't find a percentage on that oh, or really? any facts and figures. That, and yeah. you wouldn't mm-hmm. and you probably wouldn't find it. But if anyone does have the percentage on that, please let us know. Because I could not find it. Um it really pisses me off. And I think that if anyone was watching and you'll know how up to date we are, it was the Oscars last night. Daniel Kaluuya won an Oscar. <laughs> When I saw it, I was like, yes, that's the yeah. one I really wanted. Yeah. I love him. Um, and he also won a Golden Globe. Yeah. And you've got other amazing um, black British actors like Damden Idris as well. So it was more diverse you, this year. It was more diverse. Um, still not diverse enough. enough. No. And there still just wasn't enough films being put up. Mm-hmm. And Judas and the Black Messiah was, I mean, it's absolutely incredible and if you haven't watched it you need to watch it and i'm so happy that it was up for all of the different um award categories and award shows and that sort of thing but i just wish there was more films yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. i think as well when there are films it's always the, like the diverse character or if it's a gay character or whatever mm. they're like the side friend mm. who's mm. like helping the main character discover themselves yeah and it's always just like a um background character to make the main character's story just more like yeah. interesting mm. and so they're just a prop that's what it is and then they put it out there oh we're diverse because we brought you know we have a black gay guy who's supporting this guy and it's like yeah but half the time it's so stereotypical that it's not even you're not doing any justice you're just kind of Mm. like oh this is just the gay best friend or this is and they don't have any story yeah Mm. it's just they're there for the plot of the protagonist Um, another thing to add on to that not just the diversity of like ethnic minorities but when it comes to roles that are for ethnic minorities and then someone white is cast. Mm. For example, oh. recently, listen, I'm, I'm gonna get angry. really big fan of Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. And we all oh. know mm. that Cleopatra was black, right? Mm-hmm. Because the ancient Egyptians were black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why has there never been a black woman playing Cleopatra yeah. in Hollywood? It. It's always been a white woman. Because not even an Arab. Woman. Yeah, not even an not Arab. Yeah, yeah. A white, white yeah. And they always say, they always make this excuse. They say, oh yeah, her, her mum was from Macedonia. That still doesn't make her white. That no, still definitely still, makes no, her mixed no, race. Yeah. So she's still in the black category. So yeah. you can't come with me at that. So that, when it comes to it, when when actors, obviously it's not their fault if they get given the role and they accept, you know, a job's a job, I'm assuming. No, there, but, are, there are a lot of actors and actresses who have not taken roles. Yeah, that, which is very, very admirable because the amount of money and, you know, when you know it's a big budget film, you know it's going to, like, basically blow up. You're going to be like, this is guaranteed a role. And they actually step back. You know that there is, like, they're trying to make progress. Yeah. But yeah. when you have writers in a room who don't represent that ethnicity or the production team has no idea what's going on and then they're like, oh, yeah, just put this one in and everyone says yes, there's something wrong there. Yeah. yeah. And but, even, like, for, sorry to cut you yeah, off, no, no. but, like, the last point I'll make, so Soul recently mm-hmm. again won an academy award so happy was a brilliant movie the barber scene in that movie do you, have you both watched yeah, it watched okay it. you need to watch it the barber scene very very accurate right like mm. so like when you think of barbershop that's what you think of mm. and actually actually it's because of the um it was a i think he was a producer at first a black producer 
who said, nope, you need to do it like this, you need to do it like this, you need to do it. and he basically edited the whole thing and he said, do you know what, we're going to give you a director credit because you basically are going to lead the film and he basically led the film after that. That's yeah. And they had his voice and that's why the film is so good because it's so consistent with that voice. Because but it had a black voice exactly. behind the film. But that's had it had a white person potentially behind when it should have been a black person, then you're, you're going to run into issues here where you're going to start stereotyping, where you're going to be inaccurate with different presentations. So it's that as well mm. in the Hollywood spectrum. Yeah. yeah, I think as well, um, just before when you were talking about how some actors don't accept roles, yeah. there was a situation with um, when the Black Lives Matter movement was like blowing up again um, last year. Um, there's a, like an animated show on, uh, I think it's on Apple TV. Yeah, it's called Central Park. And Kristen mm. Bell plays a, a young um, a mixed race girl. She does her voiceover for it. Wait, Kristen Bell... Kristen Bell. Blonde? Yeah. Don't she does the voice of a young uh, mixed race So the girl. voice of Gossip Girl is yes, the voice of... of a mixed race girl. Okay. Who's like eight, I think. I can't remember how old she was okay. in the show. Okay. And she accepted that role. You have children. Mm. You know how important, like... It, she's very vocal about lots of different things, about diversity, about race and stuff. But then you want to go and take that, a role of somebody... Yeah. And the off one of that, somebody. And the one that happened... She was like, oh, like really apologetic, and she stepped down from the role. She, um, uh, you know, quit. Yeah, as she should. As she should. I just took that for her to realize, oh, this is messed up. Yeah. And then you've got also, I forgot. It uh, took people calling her Hank, out. I think Hank Azaria is that his name? He played the voice of Apu oh, Apu in, in Simpsons. Yep. Oh, and yeah. I read this thing the other day. He goes, I now feel obligated to every Indian person I see, I apologize to them because Apu has become such a like um, stereotype for Indian people mm. and South Asian people. And so he was talking about how I think he met his son's friend who's, um, uh, who's Indian and he's never seen The Simpsons. And he said to him, uh, and he knew who Apu was and he hadn't even seen it. And he was like just really apologetic and he was like explaining himself to him. And it was just like, it just pissed me off yeah. because it's like you've done the damage now. Like it's so embedded mm. everywhere. Like and then you it's think you can just literally come and like a racial slur. And it's almost like you coming to apologize is, is like, it's not even, I don't even want your apology because yeah. the damage is done. The it's worth damage nothing. Because, because, like this is some, yeah. a, a young kid, right, who doesn't even watch The Simpsons. Who, you, like that's the racial stuff yeah. for him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People call him that. Like it's just really, it's bullshit to be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not fair. And we just, we as ethnic minorities, we just have to live with it. Yeah. And that's what we've been mm -hmm. taught is that we just have to live with it. And I think that, in Hollywood as well, I mean, again, we, we're speaking about film, but when we're talking about music and diversity, mm. um, in the same way, I guess you can kind of talk about sports and diversity as well, even though I know sports isn't necessarily Hollywood, but it's, it does, it's become part of, of Hollywood yeah. um, and it's influenced a lot by Hollywood. You have the Super Bowl, which is like... Yeah a whole affair in itself exactly we're not even from america and we're like yeah, yeah, yeah. glued to the tv yeah what's exactly going on. i think i watched beyonce's super bowl performance about 10 times yeah in so yeah um yeah i think when it comes to diversity within the music industry in hollywood i mean um it's always so you've got like you've got your urban and mm. you've got your hip-hop and you've got your r&b and anyone that's been to la when you when you go out, that's all that's played, yeah? Hip-hop and R&B, and, and that's just about it. And in the same way with sports, I think that a lot of black culture is fetishized so much in Hollywood in the same way that it is in film. Mm. And that definitely transcends, and that's they, they mirror each other mm. in a lot of ways. So when you go out, it's like these white people trying to be like really cool mm. and try to and try to embody what they think a black man or a black woman is or would like when actually no it's not that mm. you know not not they they kind of they box all of those different ethnic minorities into the way that they speak what they think they would like um what foods they think that they would like the, you know even down to like your nail type and your hair type and yeah. everything so um yeah, I don't want to go too much into into that just because we've spoken about that before and it's it deserves a whole other episode. But I think that diversity within Hollywood 
is not uh, represented well no, no well i mean we know that it's not represented well and it's a very 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 long way mm. but the reason as to why it contributes to hollywood being weird is because it feeds into so many of the different problems that we've had growing up that mm. we don't realize our problems until actually we open up our eyes we see the world and we're like oh shit no actually my child shouldn't have probably been accustomed to knowing that that black character only does that and that Arab character only does that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just thought that that would be a... Really such quickly. Such a good point. Yeah, no, amazing point. Um, I just... Uh, what's her name? I forgot her name, but um, she played a Hawaiian person in... Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yep. I can't remember what film. So it's, it's called Aloha, I That's think. That's what it is, Aloha. And she, she played... was meant to play a Hawaiian. And she was blonde. Do you know who Emma Stone is? And they, yeah, I know who Emma Stone is. She had like is, a tan but... and she was blonde in it. She's yeah. playing a Pacific Islander. Like, what? Yeah, I know, but that's like the also uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. they cast that white man yeah. to play an Asian yeah. man, and they and fully a complete caricature. Of, yeah, yeah, like yeah. so so racist. But that just shows you how much they're not willing to cast and someone in that role. In that role, exactly. so and, just, no, and it's so hard because I freaking love that film so much. What Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah, I really, oh, really? love that movie. Aww. And so like. Whenever I see that scene, I literally I'm just like sickened. Yeah. It really yeah, makes like, me why? so angry. Yeah, but it's just it's just so deeply deeply embedded yeah. into that yeah. spectrum. Well, in true Hollywood and conspiracy style, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the Illuminati. <laughs> so I don't want to. <laughs> oh, so I was like, Mom, please, Mom, please, I beg please, you, please don't, please don't. But. So I, I don't know about any of you listening in or watching, but Beyonce and Jay-Z oh, and Lord. Rihanna, all I'm thinking of is this. Are there concerts? Yeah. Just the, the triangle. And by the way, if you're listening in, I'm doing the triangle sign. Okay. I have With the eye. a counter theory. It's not even a counter theory. Clearly that brings attention. And they want people to watch. Okay, okay, okay. So they okay, play okay. into it. Okay, but, but. Illuminati, wait, yes, that was her wait, lyric etcetera. in her song. Etcetera, yeah? So, etcetera means weights. What about when they do that, mm. yeah, and then there's the eye, mm. yeah? But the Illuminati sign is the pyramid with the eye. And weights. Yeah. And the Illuminati is real, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you I do, mean, there is the not, Illuminati. It's not maybe what we fantasize it as and what we think of it as. because we're not people ripping we're not, off their mask. No, we're not Illuminati, but... There are really, really, really messed up parties There's that cults go on. And There's like, cults. There's hedonistic cults yeah, that yeah. are very, you know, I think Hostel Part 3, Okay. to some extent, you know. Mm-hmm. I was really into the whole Pizzagate and okay, Wayfair. So calls me and she goes, <laughs> someone, they're selling, what was it? They're selling boxes on Wayfair for like £3,000. 15. That 15, was weird. There was a lot of cupboards like, being sold on Wayfair. she's like, listen to this. She goes, it's Ellen DeGeneres' <laughs> <laughs> furniture line. And I was like, Iman. It was though. Iman, it's 3am. I'm going <laughs> to hang up. Because I make you go research and go look. 15 grand for a box. She goes, no, no, no. She's like, they're selling kids in those boxes. No, but do you know why? Those boxes were named after, well, they had they After had children names. missing. After children missing. Do you not find that weird? I think maybe someone was like doing it probably a prank or something. No, so not on Wayfair. There yeah, was just, there was also Because you also... can list anything and you can put any price. So people are going to do stuff like that. So people like you call me at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> there was also this girl that I watched on TikTok. I've forgotten her name because I oh really yeah, you sent me all of her stuff. I forgot. Her she's name she's well. American, and <laughs> last year she basically came up with the theory that David Howie was. Stuck oh in his my house. god, he's Did not stuck in his David house. Howie? He's the one that's he's on. He's the one on. Uh, he's a uh, comedian, and he's he, he's um, the presenter on America's Got Talent. Yeah. The bold one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got like extreme OCD. So yeah. there was a theory that he was stuck in his house, like, and the, but he was doing signs and but signals, I, again, like SOS. Everyone was watching him. He wanted the attention. It's died down now, right? He might still be stuck. He's not Listen, stuck. have you not learned from Britney? Britney was in psychological prison. We didn't see the signs because she and wasn't that, as, and she is not an isolated case. Yeah, no, I understand that, but you know. The situation with Britney, this is the thing. Hollywood is a cult. 
there is there is stuff that goes on there that is like really messed up oh absolutely yeah yeah is Angelina Jolie, yeah, and her ex-husband. Angelina Jolie is like they I love wanted, her, but they want so in the same way that you know how some um how some parents might wear like their baby's hairline in yeah. like a vial. No, I don't. Pricked, oh, I know well, no, the, she pricked her finger and she her put her, the blood, and she and that blood was put in a vial, which is. But so there are weirdos on TikTok that do that too. Beyond, you know what, Angelina, I, I was just calling her Beyonce for some reason. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, I think Beyonce is part of Illuminati Listen, as well. And, don't talk about Beyonce. <laughs> oh, you I love Beyonce, and but I Angelina think she's part Jolie, of um, She done a whole like magazine spread. I saw this the other day of her making out with her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh yeah, with that weird goth phase, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I saw this and I was like, oh yeah, my yeah, on the red carpet. Lord, what yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. And listen, I've been to. If, if anyone has been to the box, yeah, it's this place in Soho. If you've been to the box. I have seen stuff that I have never seen in the UK. Yeah, this type of stuff is. This, um, it's, do you I recommend a lot? Of, no, <laughs> do you, do, a lot of go? it. A lot of it is. A lot of it is too much. Is is too explicit to say on the podcast. But the type of stuff that you see in the box is wild. What the hell is the it's box? Crazy. It's, it's a re- club. Oh, okay. And, Mine's a restaurant. And you know, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, what cuisine? What cuisine? Um, and yeah, it's wild. It's okay. wild. So you're not allowed to film. There's obviously a lot of... I mean, actually, no, I'm not even going to say it on there. But there's a lot of stuff that goes you're on You're making me curious. And, <laughs> like, and I need to come Just in. research. Just Google All the right. Box Club solo. And just see what goes... They say so they have shows there. Right. Daily shows. Not, I'm not talking pantomime shows here. I'm talking you're on the stage and you're doing, you're doing explicit things. But you're also doing very weird explicit things that people are really enjoying watching people are enjoying so, seeing people suffer and this is a club that i am able to get into so imagine the stuff we're not yeah. able to get into no, exactly. is what i'm saying no, so this is the thing i with hollywood right i think when you get a certain amount of money when you reach a certain amount of wealth we're talking one percent here right you, and I don't mean to go David Icke, but we're going to go they, a little bit of David Icke. They obviously control everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so when you have everything you could have, like, you start getting into weird shit because you've enjoyed everything. There's nothing more to enjoy. That's why they get into pedophilia. Or your, get into yeah, or your demons. Because it's so, like, wrong. Nah, it's so, such a big thing. It's so bad. Mm. that And they've done everything they can already. So they're like, let me tap into this thing and I can't be touched. If they're playing with that risk and they enjoy that, that's like their thrill because they've lived out every thrill they can I live. think it's usually part of them though. Like with yeah, no, the it has to be part like, because it's like saying. it's something no, 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 that's wrong with them yeah, and it's not being... They're psychopaths and they're sociopaths, yeah, yeah. right? And sociopaths, I think... Oh, might get this wrong no so sorry so psychopaths don't know that there's something wrong with them and sociopaths know there's something wrong with them and are sociopaths Mm -hmm. right Mm. and i think a lot of them are actually sociopaths they know something's wrong with them and they play on it they don't care Mm. they use that as an advantage to have power i think they're both yeah, I think it's sociopaths. It's a mix. Yeah, I think that you have to be it's a health how can you how can you consciously think yeah. No, but can I just add on? Do today can I add fine. on to the point of Hollywood and the pedophilia aspect? So when we were talking about Britney and we're talking about, do you guys know who Amanda Bynes is? Yeah, yeah, She's yeah about, okay. of course. Amanda Bynes, My whole Lindsay Lohan, right? These are childhood stars, mm-hmm. as in they came into the limelight as children, mm-hmm. and they were trusting these big executives with their careers and their lives. Demi Lovato's in here as well, right? Yeah. And why do we accept the childhood star? like tragedy why are we mm-hmm. always waiting like is she gonna make it it's gonna all the tabloids are like you know she didn't go down that path she did it the right way but the the whole system is against them especially these girls like britney spears was that lolita uh magazine cover when she was like how old was she i don't know 16 and she was like basically naked mm-hmm. and then yes in her the in, fact that that magazine is called lolita yeah it's even worse is. and then it was like the her you know she was like yeah you know girls my age do this but why is everyone accepting everyone, to see her yeah. like that and then when it comes to you know as they grow up when is she going to be sexualized we're so you know um emma yeah, watson like, and harry potter like, yeah. yeah everyone's like literally 
yeah, they're like, oh, she's 13. Like, Can we call her sexy yet? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, guys, it's this is a child. And do you know when, do you know when that happened? And that, sorry to yeah, cut yeah. you. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting really heated. That happened in the Goblet of Fire. Right, yeah. I remember fire. that. Yeah, when she came out, yeah. yeah. Mm, when she came out in that dress. And how old was she? She was 14, 14. or 15. Oh my and, God. And Daniel Radcliffe literally said, Oh, because uh, they were like, oh, can we now call you sexy? Well, you lot didn't ask Emma when you know when you were all sexualizing her, and she was a child. Yeah. And everyone's just like, well, you know, she's in the limelight. That doesn't mean no, anything. Yeah. No, yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Even Millie Bobby Brown. I yes. think I mentioned this yes. in the last episode, but um, in the Disney episode, but. Even she's like incredibly sexualized now, mm, and because yeah. she's turned sixteen, and yeah. like, but they, she didn't sexualize from the jump. Exactly, they were but, waiting. They yeah. were waiting. And for same it. as Billie Eilish as well. We've yeah. spoken yeah. about Billie Eilish before, and you know she's young and she's friends with Drake, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, why are you friends with Drake?" Da, 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 da. And the reason as to why she wears baggy clothes is so that she is not sexualized. And I've seen a picture. And she's of so her. sexualized. And guess what? So they were waiting for her to take off those clothes. And I've seen a picture of her yeah. in shorts and a vest, and mm-hmm. I think it was like she was just running errands. They were like, "Oh my god, she has big breasts, and she da, has da, da, da. a body." And yeah. she was like, "This is why I fucking hide yeah. it." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just speaking on um uh just about children in Hollywood. So Judy Garland, who played Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, she was actually drugged so that she wouldn't burn out or lash out as a child. Elijah Wood oh um, has Wait, also spoken like, out. Like the Queen's Gambit. Like you know when they give the have you watched Queen's Gambit? Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. watched it. They give the Amazing. kids drugs. Yeah, to, yeah. from so, like chat. So they don't burn yeah. Oh my god. Elijah Wood has also spoken out about it. Um, as has Corey Feldman, who said, Ask anybody in our group of kids at that time, Hollywood executives were passing us back and forth to each other. Um and what they would often do in Hollywood was that if a child actor ever misbehaved on set, they were occasionally sent to the black box and were forced to sit on a block of ice as punishment. And a this block was of ice? A block of ice. And this was like, this was a very, wow. very normal standard punishment procedure that a lot of executives used to take for children. Um, and kind of set, I mean, we know that there was paedophilia. It happened in the UK. It happens in the US. It happens in Hollywood. So I don't really want to go too much into it because it's quite heavy and it's quite deep. And perhaps we'll do like a part two or something to this. Mm. Um, but have you guys ever heard of adrenochrome? No. My God, is this a type of lizard or something? For God's sake. No, you haven't heard of it. Oh, actually, okay, scream. So let me just get comfortable. <laughs> oh, wow. So, adrenochrome, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever heard of... <laughs> Um, older people in Hollywood mm-hmm. taking some kind of drug to make them younger. Uh, I haven't heard. Like, is it a pill? Um, so you can take it in the form of a pill, but it's basically. Um, I think it's when, when basically in the eyeball of a child, you can take out some of like that that DNA, yeah, I'll into like a syringe, and then put it into into adults to make them younger. Hold on before you gun me, Saba, yeah? Monsters, Inc. You've all watched it? Love that movie. Love that movie. They take... imaginative film. You think. (laughs) A great work of fiction. You think, you think. They go and take screams Mm. for energy. Right. So, I think people on Hollywood taking younger DNA this is a stretch for energy no it's not a stretch Look, you know what it's not I believe in organ jumping absolutely I'm not... calling it organ jumping it's not yeah. like organ <laughs> jumping this is a new term I'm claiming yep, I mean have you not watched Get um, Out yeah no, no I believe in like people you know all of that black market selling organs and shit that's cool but to... <laughs> that's cool it's not cool <laughs> but it's but like you know it's there right, fine yeah. <laughs> What I don't like, <laughs> Prince Philip, come on, Rupert Murdoch, I think they had some, like, you know, some fresh organs every every now and again, right? But... A lot of mum's skin, a yeah. <laughs> That means rest but, in peace, by the way. Uh, but to... <laughs> come on, I can't. Syringe from a, a baby's eyeball and... Yeah. This is, this is what adrenochrome is. And I kind of want to speak a little bit about MJ, just as, Michael, as we... Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jackson. Um... Just as we as we come to the end of the podcast, what are your thoughts on before I? Um, it's really hard 
because I really love Michael Jackson. I think there is like not one person like in the world that doesn't know his name, mm -hmm. and that what that's what makes me a little bit like uncomfortable because I'm like, is it because he's such a household name that they want to tarnish it? Mm -hmm. But then again, it's fucking weird that you're best friends with the children. Yeah, that's yeah. also fine. So I'm very conflicted. Um, and I'm never gonna like say someone's story is bullshit that's come out. Like mm. that's not an easy thing to come out with mm. and talk about, um, you know, being molested and all of the heavy stuff. Like, so it's really, really difficult mm. um, to kind of, I've just, I've gone to the point where I, if I listen to his music, it makes me uncomfortable. Oh really? Yeah, like if okay. it comes on, it makes me a bit uncomfortable. Well, I'm like R. Kelly uncomfortable? No, okay. which is weird because I should be probably just as uncomfortable. Uh, mm. If R. Kelly comes on, I'll stop. I'll like literally Same. stop it because I'm like, he just no. Whereas with Michael Jackson, it might be because he's like gone now and he's passed. Um, but have the cases been confirmed? Like, is he guilty or is no. it just no? Okay. But you can't find a whole room dedicated to kids and in his house and like so many, just so much stuff. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary, mm. but there's just so much stuff out there. Like, I, uh, I can't even make an opinion about it. It's just so uncomfortable. But at the same time, yeah. because I love him so much, I've grown up with him so much. It just makes me really uncomfortable because I don't think I can make a clear um picture of what actually my opinion is mm. um right now all i know is i'm conflicted mm. and i feel uncomfortable when i listen to his music but i don't necessarily stop it and mm. i've had so much good memories with it i've kind of separated the artist from the art um but that is messed up it is and i think it is messed up of you to do that but i'm the same yeah so similarly, if I, I bear a friend of mine, I was quite a big R. Kelly fan. So to I stop remember. listening to R. Kelly was like, <sighs> like half on a baby when a woman's fed up. And I was like, do you know what? No, this is, the it, it, it got to a point where I couldn't separate the art from the artist. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you lot. I tried to separate the art. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give him money or anything like that. But just because I was such a big fan, but it got to a point where it was. It was. It was just so. Too much. It was damaging for myself to listen to it and to and because I was quite invested yeah. in watching different documentaries about R. Kelly as well. And this was before he was convicted. Yeah. And I was like. This is absolutely disgusting. Do you think it's also because he's still alive and you can see him interacting? Maybe. I think that does. It took a while though. It and took also, a while for R. Kelly to like be tainted his reputation. Because yes. remember how long these women were coming forward and it was like maybe, maybe, maybe not, not like, yeah. maybe not. So it took ages. And Michael Jackson is—he's the king of pop. Mm. So this R. Kelly was the king of R and B, but he wasn't the king of the world. Mm. Like. Uh, he wasn't a household to, name. My mom doesn't to, know who R. Kelly exactly, is. Exactly, but she knows who Michael Jackson yeah, is. Of course. Yeah. Same as my, I think my dad might know who R. Kelly is, but I doubt it. Yeah. But my grandma, for example, she knew who Michael Jackson was. Exactly. Every, Everyone knows. Anywhere. He was a staple. You go and to a tiny village around and you say Michael Jackson. They yeah, know. and that's why it's probably a lot harder to try and taint MJ's name yeah. as opposed to R. Kelly. Because everyone has a parasocial relationship with him. No, exactly. exactly. And yeah. everyone loves his music. I mean, growing up, my mum loved his music. That yeah. that's uh, She was a massive MJ fan. Yeah. Even the, like, the, the repercussions of his art, like every artist credits Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like every yeah. single one's like, his dancing, he inspired Everything. me. His singing inspired and, me. And I mean, his creative genius yeah. that, that he was, yeah. you can't remove that yeah, from yeah, him. Yeah. He was an incredible, he was a fantastic dancer. He was an incredible singer. He was an amazing performer. Um, Which is he, why it's so And hard. he hit things like a diversity. Yeah, he, yeah. he was one of the first to have um, Naomi in his videos and he, he he was that he was the embodiment of that but I think that when you look at some album covers and you see some of his interviews and he he was trying to expose Hollywood 
for a lot of stuff. And which is why I think MJ is a good point to end on when it comes to talking about Hollywood is that, you know, people might laugh at conspiracy theories and no, that doesn't happen and this and that and the other. And we just kind of look at the facts and we see this is what's happened. This is what this is what is logical. These is this is what we can reason with. This is what we can understand to happen. And actually, if you look at one of one of his album covers and we'll we'll post it, um, it shows that there's a lot of deeper meaning in that. Mm. about children, about men, about white men, about power, about Illuminati, about the 1%, about the elite, about the Rothschilds, about finance. You have all of that. If you want to go into that, please go and research David. I think I- we need a part two. It sounds like we need um, a part two. But yeah, it, 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 he highlights a lot in his songs, as I said, in a lot of his interviews. And there's a lot of shit that we don't know. Yeah, I, when we I are, do think there's uh, a lot of stuff. And we'll never know, though. And yeah. Hollywood is completely ruled by money. Yeah. And when money is involved, and when I'm not going to go all economics, but but when central banks are involved, and when all of that is involved, it's game over. Yeah, money a is lot power. Of corruption. And um, and then and then I, again, I don't want to go into capitalism because that's another episode. But it's <laughs> capitalism is involved too. Yeah. So it's all the same machine. It's all the same machine. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So on that note, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I really enjoyed I the no, super I, I, Yeah. I think <laughs> genuinely a part two, guys, coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, please like, comment, subscribe. Share. Um, share. Support. Send us a message if you enjoy this episode and if you want and more. And also, uh, hey, sis, it's going to be a thing. So send in questions, send in yeah. problems, send in whatever you want to send in. Even if it's and not we'll, a problem and if it's yeah. just something that you think There's just anything. Question for us. chat. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best way. Yeah. But yeah, thank you all for listening and see you all soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.